The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's going on, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson. Hope you're having a good Monday. I know it's Monday. Mondays are... Typically one of the worst days of the week, but this Typically. is an, this is kind of an exciting Monday because this is a week where things are kind of officially rolling. Although an announcement late this afternoon kind of sets that back maybe a little bit. Uh, but you're going to have NBA scrimmages taking play, place this week. Major League Baseball set to officially get underway this week. Uh, NFL training camps. Although there's been some debate and some discussions going on, but it looks like those will happen this week. Audrey, there's a lot of exciting things taking place starting this week. Yeah, the the thing is, is that it felt like forever to get here. I mean, honestly, Eric, when I think about it, March and April, the Mount West Conference tournament feels like three years ago. Oh my! The gosh. Utah State Kent State bowl game feels like four months ago. That's how that's how weird it has been this year. March and April felt like one year together. June and July have felt like a month. I mean, it it has cruised since then. And now, like you said, rookies report to NFL camp today. Baseball has already got the exhibition games. I got to watch some baseball last night. By the way, it was so weird to see John Skiambi, Chipper Jones, and uh, their sideline guy, I can't remember who it was, all in their separate homes broadcasting a baseball game with MLB The Show noise, which is the video game, that kind of crowd noise that you wouldn't hear any cheers or anything when a baseball's hit or like when a home run's hit. or It was just weird. And then just they have no fans in the stands. I know for Oriole fans, Braves fans, that's nothing new. But it was just different. And But it was so good to see live baseball last night. I was tickled to see live baseball last night. Tickled. 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 And then, of course, we have... Dude, I hate when kids tweet stupid stuff to me. Uh, and then, of course, Eric, we have, uh, like you said, Utah Jazz start scrimmages with uh, teams this week. That We will not have them on our station, not the exhibition games or the preseason games or the scrimmages, but we'll have their eight season games on our station. But these will be televised on AT&T Sportsnet. Yep. Right? Is that what it's called? Correct. And then uh, three normally would see jazz. So games. we get to see jazz basketball this week, man. We've got baseball going on this week, real baseball. We've got not Korean stuff. We've got golf. We've got NFL camp. NASCAR's been going on, and they had two great races. Golf was really interesting, and then of course, Mount West goes ahead and just takes a big poop on everybody. <laughs> well, okay, they're not the only ones who did. Did that today. But. I was just looking forward to Mountain West Conference Media Days, July 27th, 28th, 29th. Yeah, so this just in. This just came down this afternoon, like just before we came on the show this afternoon. Mountain West postpones 2020 football virtual media days. We've seen some other conferences do this, Pac-12 and Big Ten, notably because they have said, we're only going to do conference games only, so we're going to postpone some things. Uh, Mountain West immediately said, well, we'll have to examine what we're going to do because everybody, almost every team in the Mountain West had at least one Pac-12 team on their schedule. Hawaii had three. 
so the Mountain West already has been trying to evaluate that. Um, it may be looking more and more like other conferences might move to that kind of a model where they only do conference games. Only, I don't know, it's not totally settled there. But the Mountain West has made it clear it's too difficult for them to try to do a media event, even though it wasn't scheduled until next week. But um, several other conferences are expected to make their announcements about their plans at the end of July, which would be next week, notably the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. But the Mountain West did today say that they will release their predicted order of finish for the Mountain and the West divisions. That'll be released tomorrow. On Wednesday, they'll release their preseason All-Mountain West team. And on Thursday, they'll announce their offensive, defensive, and special teams preseason players of the year. So they're still going to make some announcements. They're still going to do some releases. But what we might be able to find out about each individual school or coach or players that may be involved, we'll just have to wait on that. Ajay, does this signal to you that a delay or a change in the schedule is imminent with the yeah, Mountain West? I'm almost or is the... it just there's too many moving parts right now, every day is different, and it's better to just hold off to be sure? No, I'm with you. So here's the thing. is We had this kind of argument between you and I uh, last week, I think, I believe early last week, Eric, where we you said, you know, this is probably because things are changing within the college football ranks. And I told you, no way. I said, look, man, it's virtual media days. This doesn't mean anything. It's, it, I mean, why can't we just have virtual media days? And you simply told me because things are going to change dramatically. You said that. Well, here we are, and I didn't believe it. it Eric, it took me the Mountain West Conference, not the SEC, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, or whoever. It took the Mountain West Conference to slap me in the face and say there's going to be no virtual media days for me to actually join your side of the grass and think, yep, things are changing. I honestly am to the point where we are, A, I'm actually planning on no football season at all. I'm like, I'm to that point. But I'm also to the understanding of we are going to have realignment football or no football. I don't think spring football is going to happen. There's just too many people against it for so many reasons. Clemson's one of them because they don't have their starting quarterback. But there's just no way that we would have. I just think it's too tough to have spring football. I think it's realignment football or it's no football, and we are moving on to basketball in January. So I think a realignment is further down the list. I think spring football is more likely than really. A, like a, when we talk about realignment, we're talking about just a one year only kind of a regional schedule of games. Why? Why would you? We're think not that's, sending people all over the country. Why do you think that's though? Why? I just think there's too many stuff, too many contracts, too many things that are tied into how a conference is, how a conference operates, and then just to try to work that out with money and finances and shared how they do a lot of other things. I just, I think there's a lot of and probably too many moving pieces to get that to work. Though it makes a lot of sense. To do things regionally, it doesn't make a lot of sense for Nebraska to go play Maryland. Fly clear across the country, almost, to play Maryland. I mean, that that's their conference games. They're going to do that. But if you do something more regionally, uh, if you're on a plane, you're on a plane for less than an hour. Yeah. 
Or you're busing for less than two, three hours, maybe two hours at best. I just, I, and uh, we talked about this off the air when we, we saw each other today. I asked you the question of how does it, why doesn't it make sense that BYU can't play Utah, but BYU can go file halfway across the country or across the country, I should say, to go play UMass or have UMass do the same and go to BYU? Why does that make, why does that make sense all of a sudden? It doesn't. Why can't Utah play BYU, but they can go play USC in California? Where, by the way, California has just announced today that they will not have high school football this fall. They're playing. Yeah, that in the was spring, the other big shoe that fell today. Which means if they're not having high school football, I would be shocked, and it's slimmed in on chances that they're having fall football in college. Eric, is that is that too much to? I mean, is that too much of a bull take to say, well, if they're not going to have high school football, why would you play college football? Well, California today, as you mentioned, California Interscholastic Federation, that's the governing body that takes care of so the, the Utah version of UHSAA, or the, excuse me, the, the California version of UHSAA. Uh, but they have a, a full fall sports delay until 2021. California is not the only state that is doing this. New Mexico made this announcement already. All fall sports will be delayed until 2021. But it's not just those two schools. There have actually been 14 states that have in some way delayed high school football. And a couple other big ones are discussing it right now, notably Texas and Illinois. Um, I think uh, Florida was another one. So, um, yeah, that has so many other implications. If your uh, if your state decides to play as normal, but California says we're not, we're going to wait until next year. And you're a senior, and you're trying to get noticed. Do you move? It's been talked about by some players that were blue chip recruits. They want to play, otherwise they'll sit out. And kind of like the the college football seniors are, are just being discussed. If you're a highly touted player that could go to the NFL, do you really play your games in February and March when that's the time when you should be evaluating your opportunity to go to the NFL to the next level? Would it be really any much different at the high school ranks? Or would those players opt to go to a state maybe nearby that's going to plan to go as normal. Could Utah benefit? Could they get some of these great players from California? They re- relocate somehow. Maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but I don't think that's uh, too it, far of the realm. Yeah, I was going to say, listen. The way things are in high school sports I'll tell you days. what, Eric. Everything in April seemed like a bit of a stretch. That college football season would be canceled. That July 4th fireworks and celebrations would be canceled. That events, fairs, the Oklahoma-Texas uh, State Fair was canceled now. That, that was a stretch, right? Well, here we are in July. Virtual media days have been postponed. Those fairs have been canceled. July 4th was a pretty quiet night for most. And now you have players from FCS colleges transferring, leaving to go to make sure they get their senior season in of football. You have players from other conferences that are like the like the Big Ten, who are now wanting to transfer from the Big Ten to go somewhere else because they think that 
and the SEC is going to be able to play all their games. It is so weird this day and age where we're at. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, right, and the the patience level that people have is like next to nothing. Oh, nothing. I mean, oh, we're out of patience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's no patience. There's no time to work through some things. Uh, it's you, you got to make up your mind now and act on it now. Uh, with this thing with California's decision is we're focusing on football, but there's a lot of other sports that it affects as well. And like for the playoffs in California, they would be taking place in April. Now they're not going to do state championships. They're only going to do like these regional playoffs. And then you win your, your, uh, your, I guess your section, your, your area for California. Now they've, they've broken it up such a large state. They have different areas where they have similar classifications, but, um, so they won't have state title uh, games. They won't have state tournaments. It'll be just a regional championship. And the other thing, too, is what if you're a multi-sport athlete? What if you played football in the fall, uh, basketball in the winter, and baseball in the spring? Now you have to choose. You yeah, can you only do one. Yep, yep. Even uh, if you were a two-sport athlete, you could only choose one. I've, I feel bad for those guys and girls. Uh, it's this affects a lot of other sports. It's sad. But it is. It is sad, and it's. I mean, what do you do? I mean, cases at. are still high. They're still going up. Yeah, and that's the thing is, and that and that's a big worry, is that uh, it's still going up. New York is now in phase four, by the way, where they now they can have pro sports without fans, and so people are like, "Oh yeah, if New York's good to go, then." The rest of the country is. No, that's not how it works. We're still going up in cases. And you know what's bothered me the most? And let's just, can we jump to the slightly political side? I'm going to be really careful how we phrase it and be quick here. I'm bothered when people say, yeah, cases are going up, but deaths are going down. My goodness, are you losing sight of it then? Just because people are like dying less doesn't make it any better. Stop with that. At that that's a bad theory, because people are still losing losing loved ones for what I mean because of this thing, because of COVID nineteen. So quit giving me, and I'm sick of seeing it. That well, yes, cases are going down, or excuse me, cases are going up, but deaths are going down. So we're doing a lot better. That is so insensitive and so disgusting of people to say. Tired of it. Cases are still going up, Eric. That's the major problem for me. The in the so there. With the high school ranks, and even with the to some degree the college ranks, the the level of of testing, the level of student athlete care and, and safety is is a little bit more of a challenge than it is at the professional level. Mm-hmm. The pros they can afford the best tests, the fastest turnarounds on the tests. They can find a way to uh, – there's certain things that they can and, and uh, can't do with uh, because of legal ramifications and it's your employment. There's certain things that they can do that a high school uh, and a college can't do because of compensation. Um, on the other hand, the, the rate of young people – getting really sick with the virus isn't as great as the older populations. That's not the concern, though. The current concern isn't with 
will the athlete themselves get sick and you know, is it fatal perhaps potentially for for a teenager the the concern is who do they bring it home to who do they share it with yeah that's what is the big concern because nah, it is point. it does spread and people could have it not even know they have it spread it around so it's a real concern and with with California uh making their decision Man, there's a. We all know California is a hotbed for great talent for college football, and it produces a a lot of very talented players. Um, quite a few players in USU's roster come from California. But no, I'm with what, you. What though. do you do if you're a man? If you're a college coach and you're trying to figure out your recruiting. Huh. Because the junior colleges are shutting down. They're not doing anything in the fall. Lower levels are canceling their seasons. Now high school football is going to be postponed. So it's not just affecting things for this year. This has ramifications for the next several years. Yeah, and that's the thing is, by the way, do you think they move signing period later into the year now? Because like, as you mentioned, a lot of kids in California are recruited. Do they move that signing period Early back? signing period would happen when they haven't even played a down yeah. for their senior year. So you would probably have, would you, could you move that back or is that, I don't know how you work that too. I don't know, man. There's so many. Because Utah's going to play high school football in the fall, but California is not. So now you're all over the place. And I, I don't think California will be the only state who moves to spring. New Mexico has canceled their fall sports. Texas, I have no idea where they stand at right now. I'd imagine they're playing in the fall. Well, uh, it's right now California and New Mexico are the only ones who have postponed to 2021. Um, several other states have some kind of postponement, Some like Georgia, just by two weeks. But um, some of the other biggies are, are talking about it, considering it. Yeah, I don't think that those are the last two states to do this. Uh, the California, like the southern section for California uh, schools and activities and athletics, which is most of Southern California, they will start high school football practices on December 14th. Wow. But again, a lot of kids are going to have to make tough choices. Do I play basketball or do I play football? And their coaches, who are fans of kids playing multiple sports, are going to go into this quote-unquote recruiting time where they're like, hey, look, you're a better athlete at this. You'll get more looks from colleges if you do this. Let's see. Uh, high school football. Uh, fall football has been canceled in Virginia, New Mexico, and Washington, D.C. Yeah, and there's going to be more. It's there are delays already planned in Arizona. Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Washington, and West Virginia. Texas and Florida are talking about those things and expected to make some announcements this week. Well, go Utah. I'm excited. Utah. Uh, they have. I mean, there's right now. They're scheduled to still take place mid-August, but they are. Uh, they're discussing 
whether to delay it or not. Who? Utah? Tex- no, Texas oh. and Florida. Okay. I say. Florida's got a delay. Florida has to. The hot spot that it is, it's just going to be worse. I would, I, I would imagine they got a delay. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 435-339-0321. Should, in light of other states and how they're delaying things, should high school football, high school activities, high school athletics in Utah be delayed? Or uh, can Utah handle things as they have and uh, find a way to still make it work, have certain safety protocols, and might this be a, a windfall for the state of Utah? Might Utah be a destination for some of these talented athletes, even for just a brief period, and lift the uh, the overall play in the state with an influx of talented players who want to play now. They don't want to wait until the spring. Hey, really quickly, some good news on the Utah State football front. Former tight end Dax Raymond. Uh, a lot of teams that look to uh, get a look at him. Instead, the Steelers go one step ahead, and they've signed Dax Raymond uh, as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers football team. So, congratulations to Dax. Hope you have a great, nice. uh, great uh, time there. But we hope that the Patriots, both Eric and I, hope the Patriots dominate you. No, I bring words in my mouth. <laughs> but good for Dax Raymond. That's good news. Yeah, that is awesome. awesome. All right, coming up next, uh, again, some uh, other things going on. We're talking about the NBA, uh, life in the bubble. Hey, no positive tests today. They uh, all tested negative, Eric. Yes, that's great news. Uh, Mike D'Antoni says that Russell Westbrook should be arriving soon. Okay. Pat Connaughton for the Bucks, he's been out, as well as Eric Bledsoe, because they've tested positive before. They oh. should be arriving soon for okay. their teams. So, uh, And baseball yesterday. I mean, baseball, baseball. starts... This Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. But if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, where are you going to (laughs) play? We'll update you on that. Coming up next to the Full Court Press. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Uh, now I feel bad because I laughed and then you brought up a nice compliment about it. <laughs> Jeez. I read a, a statement, like Jerk. a little news bit, and you're like, oh, good for him. <laughs> like, it's actually kind of a cool thing, you know. But Call. I don't feel bad enough already. <laughs> now now West Conference Media Days doesn't happen. Uh, uh, should we report on the rumors we were just reading on, on the Twitterverse? Hey, as long as BYU fans aren't listening, let's roll. So it's been uh, reported by a few other people down in Salt Lake. It's been rumored, uh, but Jake Hatch, he's re- tweeting. He's been on our show. He previewed the Cougars last year for us. Yes, he is uh, sharing that uh, he can confirm that Devontae Henry Cole will not suit up for BYU football this fall and is expected to enroll at USU and play for the Aggies. Expect an announce, uh, official announcement in the coming days. You can take Jay Catch's word for, for good. Uh, the guy is locked in on BYU Cougar sports anywhere and everywhere. He's, he's been on a show once, and he's done a great job. Uh, man, you look at that first-team offense, right? If it is as this, 
Shelley, Warren, Henry, Cole, Gentry, McGriff. I'm not sure if he'll if he'll see it. Nath, Jordan, Nathan, Will, Kenchel, Tompkins, and uh, Carson Terrell. It's not a bad offense, man. Devontae Henry Cole, by the way, is a downhill runner. He likes to put his head down. He likes to get right after you. Uh, good speed, good vision. Look, BYU fans were a huge fan of this kid until he decided to go to USU. Now they're not a huge fan of him anymore. So trying to find all the wrong reasons about him. But Devontae Henry Cole is, is, is going to be a good pickup for the Aggies. I'm excited about this. Really, really excited about it. Good work by uh, Coach Anderson and his crew. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. Absolutely take it. Jalen Warren, though, is, is uh, I mean, you think about it, man. Warren and Cole. I mean, that's kind of like that bright Warren version we saw a little bit last year. Um, you know, just you got, you got the bruiser and you got the speedy guy. You're going to get a little bit of that here, too. So this- okay, so this goes back to a conversation and a debate that was going on heavily last week and got fired up again over the weekend. Okay. Bringing in a transfer and upsetting the balance of those guys that have been in the system for a while, fighting to get their shot. And you bring in a transfer that also plays that position. Okay, so I... and oh. <laughs> uh, This is different. <laughs> You can play two running backs at the same time. You can't play two quarterbacks at the same time. You can put a running back at the slot position and let him do his thing. I know Jalen Warren will also be a part of that. Uh, but I, I don't see this being as big of an issue as the uh, Columbia-Shelley situation, which if you were on Twitter, um, might have found a few current and former Aggie football players Having their opinions shared, and got, don't think they were getting along either on that. It got it got interesting last night, um, about Columbia and being in the system for a while and getting his chance. And then Shelley coming in doesn't signal much loyalty from the head coaches, but at the same time, if you have a chance to get better, you get better, and it's a proven track record that that usually helps the team. Got interesting. Uh, honestly, I, um, I I'm probably usually on the on the fence that if you have a chance to make your team better, you take that opportunity to make your team better. I get loyalty. I get guys working their butts off to get more reps and more opportunities. But the coaches who are there, evaluating opportunities and seeing what's in front of them, if they see a chance to get better. They're going to try to get better. Not necessarily a slight on the other guys. It doesn't always have to be black and white, but that's often how that's portrayed. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Kamrani, <laughs> if you're looking for multiple sources on this, he says uh, he's tweeting, a source confirms that Devontae Henry Cole has yet to reappear in the NCAA transfer portal, but as Jacob Hatch indicates, Former Utah running back will end up at Utah State this fall after originally signing with BYU as a transfer in February. See, that's the thing is that he was <laughs> he was at he was in the transfer portal. He pulled himself out. BYU fans were thrilled, and then he put him and then now he's going to put himself back in, according to reports, and then he's going to go to Utah State. Kind of a back and forth 
sort of thing. I kind of wonder if he if he realizes maybe BYU's not going to have that shiny new football schedule they were hoping for that looks so sexy, and he would rather go play conference football instead. Is that maybe I'm looking into it too deep? But who would you rather play? Liberty and UMass twice, or would you rather go play and New Mexico State? Yeah, New Mexico State. Or would you rather play in a, a conference schedule that features San Diego State, Boise State, uh, a decent Colorado State team? You're at Wyoming. Air Force is going to be good this year as well, and you're fine for a conference championship instead of a. And in fact, and you may not even. Accolades. And in fact, you may not even have a bowl game this year. You probably won't have bowl games this year. But you could be a, a conference player of the week. You could be. Chance to be the, the top running back in a conference. Yeah. All all good incentives. So interesting news there. Uh, again, this is just according to a few reports on Twitter. We have not seen anything official from Utah State. We did hear some things that uh, Gary Anderson said about a week ago or so, saying there would be another big announcement, another notable player that will be headed to Utah State. Is this that player he was referring to? Probably. Uh, let's do this. Well, let's find out what's going on in the NFL with our uh, this week in the NFL moment, whatever they call it. And uh, we'll get to some NFL news. There's been some squabbling back and forth. The NFL is trying not to be uh, the Major League Baseball of a few <laughs> months ago, trying to get things figured out with, with testing, with – the financial aspect of, of resumption of play. There's been some concern among the players about how many preseason games. Is testing done right? Will they get paid? If there's not going to be fans in the stands. Anyway, there's some back and forth there in the NFL. But there's also some real questions still in Major League Baseball, notably with Toronto, with a recent announcement by the Canadian government, which is going to make it impossible for them to have games at their home ballpark. So what do they do? We'll talk about that coming up next to the Full Court Press. I'm Kyle Montgomery with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The NFL and NFLPA are continuing to work out training camp details, but there's still much concern about health and safety protocols amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Players taking to social media to share their feelings. Russell Wilson tweeting, I'm concerned. My wife is pregnant. NFL training camp is about to start, and there's still no clear plan on player health and family safety. We want to play football, but we also want to protect our loved ones. Drew Brees adding, if the NFL doesn't do their part to keep players healthy, there is no football in 2020. It's that simple. Get it done, NFL. The NFL recently released a statement saying, in part, we will continue to implement the health and safety protocols developed jointly with the NFLPA and based on the advice of leading medical experts, including review by the CDC, will address additional issues in a cooperative way. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, as we did here there with the NFL, the uh, uh, camps are supposed to be starting this week. Rookies uh, doing their early uh, reporting for a couple of the teams today, others uh, throughout the week, and then uh, most of everybody else is going to be reporting early next week. Uh, There's been some real questions about um, 
you know, player safety, things like that with testing. Well, the NFL and the Players Association did reach an agreement today. They will do daily testing for the first two weeks of training camp. If the positive rate is below 5%, they'll go to testing every other day. Uh, but if it bumps back up above 5%, they go back to every day. But as long as it stays below 5%, they'll just do testing every other day. But uh, when when team or when players arrive at the facilities for the first time, they get tested. Then you have to go home. And then you have to reply, uh, uh, arrive the next day at the facilities to get tested again and go home. Now, if both of those tests came back negative, then you can go into the facilities and start working out. But you need two negative tests before you can start working out. Uh, the players are still working on, uh, they still have a few other conditions that they want, they're calling for. Um, they want to reduce preseason games. Uh, they don't want to do any. They want a certain acclimation period once they report to camp. And they want some kind of opt-out made a little bit more clear if uh, if they're not comfortable playing during a pandemic or if they have a, a medical issue, a pre-existing condition that makes it risky for them. Huh. So there's still a few things that the NFL and the players are working out. Um, Davis, with the, uh, the Raiders, said today that uh, he sees a – very likely scenario that the whole season gets canceled for the NFL. <clears throat> wait, wait, it seems a little wait, dark, wait, wait, seems wait, a little wait, aggressive. Wait, wait. Who said that? Uh, Davis with uh, Jalen Davis or like the owner? Of no, the... owner Davis. Now, That's not good. Thing. No. Well, the Giants and the Jets today said that we will not have fans in our arena. Philadelphia also said that too. They're 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 uh, pretty set on having no fans at all in in their games. And it upset a lot of Eagle fans. But so wait, did he say that there I mean that there would be a chance that chance that there'd be no football this season? Is that what he said? Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. And it, NFL owners are saying what Major League Baseball owners were saying that it would be more expensive to play the games than to not play the games. If fans aren't going to be allowed to buy tickets and That's be in true. the arena. That's true. Yeah, the report is uh, Mark Davis said that canceling the season is a real possibility. Uh, Okay, so let me ask you something. How is it, Eric, that the NBA had the least amount of time to figure all this crap out and gets it done? And by the way, according to my man Shams, uh, sources zero NBA players were tested positive for the coronavirus out of 346 tested since last results were announced on July 13th. So a big hand to them. How do they get their crap together in that amount of time? MLB goes through this like soap opera of negotiations, and now the NFL looks really dumb. How does that happen? How is that irresponsible? The NFL is being ran by a clown. The MLB is being ran by a guy who's money-hungry right now. But the NBA can get it together and have good conversations, open conversations with players, and try to figure things out, even though players aren't thrilled about being stuck in a bubble. Doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I think the NBA has a couple of logistical advantages. 
as well. They can locate in a, they can play their games in a bubble. They can locate to one area and play all their games. Uh, that's logistically a lot more challenging for the NFL or, or football to be played that way. But Mark Davis may just be doing this just to take an extreme position as he's trying to get ready to open up a brand new arena. And now he's being told that you may not be able to have fans there. That he's like, <laughs> oh, just shut the whole thing down then. But you're right. You bring up a great point. Revenue does matter. Fans buying tickets, buying gear matters. Going to the, the, the shop store, at the souvenir store, at the stadium, buying hot dogs and hamburgers and whatever else for your kids. Having fans in the stands does matter to an, a big financial impact. And if you don't have that in the NFL, I, just like college football, Eric, I agree, it can severely hurt you guys financially, not only for the season, but maybe in a year to year two years to come. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you've got you've got a lucrative television contract, but that only goes so far. Far, oh yeah, no. yeah, that's not going to do it all for you. Uh, by the way, talking about football, uh, just want to position back to college football. If yeah. that's going to happen, there are certain things that that uh, a lot of these conferences are looking at. They're calling them uh, markers, or like points along the way to be considering. Heather Dinich reporting on some of the things that that uh, a lot of the top level people are watching to see if college football can, in fact, happen this fall. In terms of the college football calendar, on Friday is when that two-week enhanced summer access period begins. This is a new part of the college football summer calendar because of the coronavirus. And what this does is allows, finally, football players to have a football in their hands outside doing walkthroughs. So this is something that the commissioners wanted to wait to see. What does that experience look like? Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby took it a step further and told me that he would like to get to a point where they're wearing helmets and pads to evaluate what that type of experience is. It's going to take too long to do the second part, the helmets and pads. It's going to take too long to get there. And I know we've already, you know, went to, for team, for conferences who want to do a whole entire season, can't do that. It's going to, you can't wait. We're, we're done. We're through the waiting period. At some point, and when I say some point, as you've already noted earlier in the show, by next week, we need to have decisions made. Exactly what we're going to do. Right, you get to a point of no return. I mean, you've, you've got to, uh, you can't have your cake and eat it too. you got to yeah. make a decision one way or another. Yeah, I mean, uh, the time for waiting and watching and, un- and try to research and understand, you know, it's, it's time to make a decision so we all know where, where football stands and, Man, I'm not confident right now, Eric, at all. Uh, I forgot to mention Sean McVay, head coach for the Rams. Yeah. He also came out recently and says, I'm confident we'll have a season. We'll be able to play football. Whether or not it goes exactly on the schedule we've all seen, that's something I'm that I'm a little skeptical of. Right yeah, now. I see. And that's another thing you got to look at is, look, the NFL has the money to do this. Whether they can do it right is going to be a big question. Um, Ethan Durstaler will join us tomorrow, I believe, so we can kind of break it down more with him. But, Eric, I could see them saying, you know what, let's go to a conference, or not conference, let's go to a regional schedule more. So instead of uh, San Francisco going to play the Saints, maybe they don't. 
I know that sounds weird. Maybe they go, you know, more of a regional alignment to play the teams and then they figure it out from there. But to have a team go from California to New Orleans, just totally going against the grain right now, the way things are shifting. Yeah. Uh, still so much in the air on this. Isn't it crazy? It's sad. Another thing that's up in the air is uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Sure. Where are they going to play baseball? Uh, there was a, the Canadian government came out and said, uh, you cannot uh, play baseball in your home stadium. Well, you can play baseball. The Blue Jays can be there, but nobody coming from the United States can come in to play the games. Uh, and if you leave, you can't come back. So that makes it pretty complicated to hold any kind of a baseball uh, situation. Now, there's a, a lot of talk that they would like to stay in the general region, and there's been some discussion with the with the Pirates, but there's also some discussion about maybe going to their minor league affiliate, maybe going to Buffalo, and uh, Chipper Jones shares uh, what the, some of those conversations are like. I'll tell you this, I would not want to go to uh, Dunedin, Florida, it's uh, it's about 105 down there with about uh, you know a thousand percent humidity. Um, it's it, it, it's going to take a lot out of those guys to be honest with you. And that's an A ball park. Granted, it is their spring training home, but that place only holds maybe you know five or six thousand people. I mean, uh, we're talking big league baseball here. I think the AAA facility, if they can uh, do something to uh, uh, I'm hearing stuff about the lights and dugouts and, you know, uh, clubhouses and whatnot. Obviously, if they can do something to uh, upgrade the facilities in a very short period of time, you know, getting back to this being a, you know, curious timing from, from the government in Toronto kind of shutting the Rogers Center down, um, then I would, I would err on the side of going to Buffalo as opposed to Dunedin. And they may they may still not even go to Buffalo. There's a chance they could go to Pittsburgh or some other major league ballparks kind of in the area there in the Northeast because not just for the comforts of a professional clubhouse, but you need to have the right infrastructure. You need to have the right type of cameras set up. Uh, You need the right kind of lighting. You need the right kind of capacity to – to hold and facilitate Major League Baseball. But the Toronto Blue Jays, AJ, they could be going all over the place. And Jeff Passan says they just they just want to have somewhere where they can hang their hat and call it call it home instead of going all over the place. What would the fit be like? I mean, because without fans, it's not going to really matter anymore, is it, where they go play at? Would you agree with that? I mean, whether they go to, to Oregon or Washington or Buffalo, it's all going to be the same, wouldn't it? From that aspect, uh, you, where you don't have fans, it, you're not like we're missing out on our fans buying our merchandise and things uh-huh. like that. But uh, it, I don't think you want to make it too far for all your personnel to relocate. And then also, can they? do you have the right kind of facilities? Can you make it work out that things could be happening uh, to accommodate other Major League Baseball players coming from, oh, from good other point. teams? Yeah, good point. That, that's I didn't I didn't think about that last part. I they just need to find a home, and it's and it sucks 
that Toronto had to wait to the last minute to find this out. That's really that's a that's just crappy job yeah. on Toronto itself. But so hopefully the Blue Jays can find a home and get going. I mean, I mean, especially Eric, we are four days away from the season starting. I know they just dropped this news today. Yeah, their first home quote unquote home game. Like, hey, by the way, is scheduled for July. 29th. You cannot play baseball here. Go find somewhere else in the states to play. Good luck this week. Yeah, <laughs> this week. So and I, I mean, I don't know if they have road. Do you know what their schedule is like? Do they have road games to start, Eric? Uh, well, they open up on the road. Okay. They begin their season at Tampa Bay that's on Friday. Good. Okay, that's good. Their first home game was scheduled for July 29th. But here's Jeff Passan saying they don't want to be the barnstorming Blue Jays and just play an entire season on the road. They're trying to find somewhere they can reach some kind of agreement to uh, call their temporary home. While they could go to Salem Field in Buffalo or while they could go down to their spring training home in Dunedin, they want a major league ballpark if they can. And because they don't have Rogers Center in Toronto, they have been exploring the idea of staying in the Northeast. Now, maybe that means Pittsburgh. Maybe that means Baltimore. Maybe that means uh, a combination of multiple ballparks. What they don't want is to be the barnstorming Blue Jays, but what they do want is to have some semblance of normalcy in this completely abnormal year where they're going to be playing home games, just not at their home. You know, if if I'm a major league club in that neck of the woods, close to semi-close to Toronto, I would actually be trying to position myself to, to do this. Look, when we're not having our, our team playing, there could be another team here, which means our people could still, our facilities people are still working. Our surrounding hotels would still have people in them. Our surrounding restaurants could still have people you know, getting food for the players and whatnot. So, man, if I'm another team, I'd be like advocating for this. Is it makes it, uh, challenging to try to coordinate different schedules, who's home and who's away, but man, you'd have consistent, it'd be as close to a full regular season because you'd have something happening in your ballpark almost every day. Logistically, it's challenging, but it could be a real boon. If you can't have, uh, and you're going to get international attention, all the fans up in Toronto are going to be watching your community, your city. So I think it'd be smart if some team like Baltimore or Pittsburgh really try to position themselves to say, yes, we'd be happy to host. I, I hope they would. I hope they'd be accommodating because this is just totally different times and it's just you're asking for all sorts of help. Someone needs to reach out and say, you know what, whatever we can do, let us know. That's what Major League Baseball should be about. You've already made yourself look like an absolute joke for three months when you had a chance to shine. Fix it now. So yeah, I, hey, I totally agree with you. So disappointing. Oh man, Canada. Bad. Yeah, that they waited until the la- this last. I feel hour. bad for the Blue Jays. Yeah, I absolutely feel bad. Hey, when we come back, we have another break. We got to use. Yes. When we come back, the Mountain West Wire released their rankings for the prediction for the Mount West for the Mountain and West Division, the Mount West Conference. The Mount West Conference will do theirs Thursday. With all Mountain West team awards on Friday or uh, Friday, I believe, and then uh, another thing on Saturday. I can't remember what no, the order was. The, 
They do the Mountain and West Division predicted order finish on Tuesday. Tuesday to tomorrow. Preseason All Mountain West team on Wednesday. Wednesday. Offensive, defensive, special teams, preseason players. That'll be on Thursday. Okay. So the Mountain and so the Mountain West Wire put out their rankings. I want to know how surprised you will be by where Utah State's placed in here. All right. Well, this is going to set next. Coming up on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Uh, it's all good, mate. Let's be clear, mate. This, this is not Syria, mate. You know what I mean? Like, it's not It's not that hard. It's not that difficult, mate. You know what I mean? It's they're living in a bloody resort. You know? Everyone's got to complain. Everyone has their own preferences, mate. But, you know, it's not <laughs> It's not anything too serious. It's just a bit of uh, bit of dry food here and there and yeah, get bored every now and then. But it's all good, man. It's pretty cool. It's actually pretty cool because you actually um, get to interact with uh, a couple of the other teams, players on the other teams, you know? Is that Joe Ingles? No. No. It's uh, Stephen Adams. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Stephen never talks that much. No way. He's one of my favorite Are guys. Are you serious? In the NBA. That was Stephen? Yeah. It's not Syria, man. The guy has a sense of humor? He's great. I've never he looks, heard him talk that he much looks in my frightening, life. frightening, like a very oh, scary yeah. lumberjack. He's like going to be on the Game like, of Thrones or something, man. Beat you down. Like Lord of the Rings. But he's a really cool dude. I've never heard him talk yeah, that much. Hear him joke around? He's alive. All right, Mountain West Wire. Hey, yeah, predictions really quickly. They had the West Division as San Diego State, Nevada, Hawaii, Fresno, UNLV, and, of course, San Jose State last. They have the Mountain Division as, are you ready for this? Boise, Wyoming, Air Force, Colorado State, Utah State, and then New Mexico. Yeah, I don't. Utah State second to last? I, I don't buy that. I think they finish above. I think they actually go to Wyoming and beat them. I do. I think we lose the Air Force at home, but we get Wyoming at Wyoming if we play. And I don't think Colorado State's going to be that good. Me either. neither. I don't know where that's coming from. It needs to stop. Yeah, I don't buy that. Uh, what gets revealed tomorrow could be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Mount West uh, conference predictions come out, and and boy. when were those when were those uh, votes submitted? Was that before the Shelley announcement? Yep. Yep, sure were. <laughs> I wonder how that would change things if they could do it all over again. Or if it would at all. I mean, I remember when I asked you, you said, you know what? It may not. This could get really interesting. Yeah, no, no that's true. Uh, again, some other news today. We'll have hope, probably have some more information on this within a matter of days. But the news is that uh, former Utah running back Devontae Henry Cole was going to sign for BYU and play for BYU in the fall, but now he has been released from his letter of intent and is expected to join the Utah State Aggies this fall. All on the move again. Another former Ute joining the ranks at Utah State. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow talking a lot of NFL. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. No sports offseason gets more attention than the NFL. Fans pour over every aspect of the draft, free agency, rule changes, the release of the schedule, which is why starting training camp is so confusing. The league hasn't done a great job communicating exactly how they're going to pull this off. Apparently, the players aren't so sure either. They unleashed a coordinated Twitter campaign to emphasize this on Sunday, claiming they want to play but they want to know how the NFL plans to keep them safe. The league faces an enormous challenge. NBA teams have to worry about a dozen players 
Football teams are closer to 100. It's going to take careful coordination, vigilance, and a little bit of luck. The NFL had more time than the other leagues to figure out their strategy, but it's running out fast. Hopefully they've got a solid plan and the season happens. It's not going to be easy, at least with the limited information we have now, to see how they're going to pull this off. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.